Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome to one more episode of the Video Games Now podcast, episode 19. Uh, my name is Rodney and I'm joined by Will. Hey, how's it going everyone? And uh, via f- Skype, I almost said it again, via Mark, uh, we have Skype. <laughs> hey, how's it going everyone? Alright, uh, today we'll be uh, discussing uh, Battlefield and a few other games that are coming out in 2018 and we're also going to talk about something a little more fun it's going to be some games that we play when we're a little intoxicated and uh the fun that we have and the stories that we have and uh i'm sure will and mark have more than me because i don't drink too much but (laughs) look forward to it all right it's gonna be great everything's coming up right now All right, Battlefield. Uh, last one that came out was in 2016, Battlefield 1. And Mark and Will, you both have not played this game, is that correct? Yeah, I never got around to it. Uh, it's one of the games still on my list. I know uh, you've kind of been bugging me for a little while to pick it up. Uh, so maybe it'll be something I'll pick up in the next little bit. Just got to get a bit more work. Uh, I played the original Battlefield. Um, like, I didn't own it or anything, so I, I've played it at a friend's house. Um, but that's as far as... Uh, my extent of playing Battlefield has has goes. Yeah, have you, um, Will? Have you played any? Which what's the last Battlefield that you played? Uh, I played that crap out of four. Multiplayer on four was just amazing, and I really loved the story. The campaign just was beautiful. Oh, I totally just forgot about Battlefield Hardline. I guess that was also one. Hardline for yeah, multiplayer but- sucked, but yeah. I really did enjoy the story because it gave you a, a kind of well. There's a lot of twists and turns I wasn't expecting right off the bat with uh, corruption and stuff, so it, it was a great game. That's kind of surprising, because uh, Battlefield isn't really known for its story-driven game. It's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of similar to Battlefront, where Star Wars Battlefront, where it's just, it's all multiplayer. Well, um, Battlefield 1 kind of changed that. Um, Battlefield 1 was amazing. Um, the campaign was really, really good. It took you through like it. It didn't. It didn't. It wasn't another FPS where it's like, oh, we're in World War Two. We're taking the beach. Okay, all right, grab your gun, just kill some people, whatever. Like they made it about the people that fought in World War One, 
So it was, it was um, you said oh. most of them weren't story driven, <laughs> but um, a lot. But Battlefield One was definitely story driven in terms of the campaign. Um, so you had to play through each one of these missions as a character, and you're learning the story, and you're learning the people um, around them, and what they went through, and all that kind of stuff. And it's based on real world events too. So um, yeah, it was a so lot of fun. Was that better better than when Call of Duty tried to do World War Two? Um, oh, oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! yeah. yeah. They, they did a World War game, and I remember that where you had to take the beach, Normandy, and it was just—it was exactly like you said. It was like, all right, grab a gun, try not to get shot, make it to this checkpoint, make it to this checkpoint. That's cool that they kind of went like, who was fighting in the war? The one thing I remember right? from Call of Duty Two is uh, Jason Statham uh, was a voice actor. That is like the only thing I remember <laughs> because that game was just very forgettable. Really? Jason Statham was a voice actor on in a Call of Duty game? I, wow. I think it was either 2 or the original, but yeah, he was on one of the first two Call of Duties. And I didn't really, they weren't big on my like favorite list back then. I think uh, 3 is kind of where I started picking up back into the Battlefield uh, series. And uh, 4 really got me uh, into the multiplayer aspect, which I guess I didn't really carry on to because Battlefield Hardline was like a dud. And I just haven't picked up Battlefield 1 yet. I didn't mind the campaign of Hardline myself. Um, I did like how... Because I've always wanted a cops and robbers type of game. And that's exactly what it was. And then there's... Spoiler alert for those who haven't played it. It came out like 2015. So, um, But yeah, like when you, get, when you get flipped onto the convict side. It's like, oh shit. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the campaign was the only good thing. I remember when they first announced it at E3, and we, uh, I, they were showing off that cops and robbers mode, and um, people using like the uh, I can't remember what they're called, but the the lines to like run like escape buildings and stuff. Um, parkour. Not the parkour, but you know, like the uh, zip lines. Oh, zip lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it looked really good and uh, more immersive and whatnot. But I remember when I first picked up Battlefield Hardline didn't even start the campaign i wanted to play the multiplayer because i was so interested and i did not last very long <laughs> it was one of those uh things i played like a couple matches and i was like yeah okay i'm gonna take a break and uh, start some story yeah that was me too and i, I quit the multiplayer quite early in on uh hardline but uh the multiplayer on battlefield one was again amazing um I, I told Will about it off the air, Mark, but I'll tell you now. Um, yeah. So it's uh, 64 players. They get thrown in a map, and there's 32 people per team. And um, in Battlefield. In, in Battlefield, yeah, it's called Operate. Yeah, it's called. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. This wasn't wasn't this the original? Like this started like this was around before Star Wars Battlefront was, wasn't it? It started like the big, big room kind of uh, multiplayer. Uh. I'll bring it back to Rodney, but just to go on to that, uh, Battlefront, uh, well, we have Battlefield and then Battlefront. I'm pretty sure the original Battlefront wasn't actually done, like the Star Wars Battlefront mark, by DICE. It was another company. I'm pretty sure it was Bioware, mm-hmm. but I, I, I could oh. be mistaken. I, I should look that up right now. But um, DICE picked up the license 2014, 2015 with... Um, uh, the Disney uh, acquisition when uh, uh, Disney bought Star Wars, okay. and um, that's pretty much where like Dice took over the the, uh, the license. But uh, it changed a lot from 
Well, they tried to, like, if we played uh, the Battlefield 1 a little bit, and we played Battlefield 2. Basically, they tried to emulate and keep the same style as the original um, developers used, but it just oh, didn't, okay. um, it didn't really uh, work as well as I think they hoped. Oh, okay, so yeah. so But they were kind of the pioneers of, uh, of like, the big multiplayer multiplayer rooms. Yeah, so looking up this right now, uh, Rodney just showed me, the original developers of the original Battlefront back in 2004 were Pandemic Studios. Okay. But anyways, back to Battlefield Yeah, 1. sorry, sorry to cut you <laughs> off there. Um, but yeah, so what um, what Operations is, is, um, yeah, 64 players, 32 per side, and there's three or four different sections, and there's two separate maps of these sections. So, um one team's attacking and one team's defending so basically the first the first section the the advancing team starts with nothing and um and the defending team has to defend each section by uh defending key points on that in that section and the other team's advancing and they're capturing and all this kind of stuff but it's world war one stuff right so there's like mustard gas so if there's mustard gas you gotta throw your real like, gas mask on and uh there's um there's uh, uh zeppelins there's uh, wow. Tanks. There's planes. There's bombers. Like you can, and you can pilot all those things, right? So it's really, really, really cool. And um, uh, you, big maps, obviously. Yeah, you have all those vehicles. Yeah, it's a re- sixty-four people. Yeah, it's really, really big. And you're t- what? What? This is how it's kind of measured on how you're doing. Is at the very top of the thing, it'll say your army has like a thousand people and when you die you use one of those lives. So like collectively, uh, the thirty-two of you are sharing a thousand lives. Yeah. So, wow. That sounds yeah. That sounds awesome. Actually. Yeah, it's really, really, really fun. And then when you're defending, defending's really hard because it's really easy to advance. Because, um, but when you die in Battlefield One, it's like, yes, I deserve to die. I should not have walked out in the open and gotten shot by you know any whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in Call of Duty, sometimes people just cheese it, and it's just I just find like, how the hell did I die? Like I, you don't understand. But in Battlefield One, it's like, yes, I died. <laughs> I, well, I that, was the, that was the always two differences between Battlefield and like Call of Duty felt like it wasn't kind of real, whereas Battlefield like felt more real. Like you cherished every one of those lives. Absolutely, and then the physics are also more realistic than Call of Duty. Call of Duty is just point and shoot, but um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. um, Battlefields you got to take into account you know bullet drop rate and the, where they're moving and all that crap, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I saw someone had a fan-made trailer and um, yeah, for World War One or sorry, Battlefield One, and it looked really, really good. But uh, yeah. yeah, so there's a new Battlefield coming out this year in 2018, probably late 2018. But uh, there hasn't been really any new information on it yet. But uh, there's a couple rumors. Or there's rumors that it's going to go to World War Two and all this kind of stuff. So. Uh, Battlefield reportedly set in World War Two, called Battlefield Five. Oh yay! So yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm, if I just want a World War One or a, uh, Battlefield One Two, because yeah, I, and you know what? I definitely pick it up. It's the multiplayer alone seems worth worth it. Yeah, uh, there's one map on Battlefield One. It's I was telling Will, it's like Sniper Alley. So there's like like there's maybe like 20 people actually fighting like with with um, like rifles and stuff. And then yeah, everyone else is like sniping, and uh, but the sniping on that level is super hard to get into a good spot where you won't be seen. Like you're really far away, like you're probably five six hundred meters away from everybody. So you really gotta like 
take your shots at, or take a second before you shoot to make sure that you're all lined up. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm reading a little report here. Uh, it says EA has already confirmed the next Battlefield would be coming in 2018, and it will also be playable at their E3 showcase in the beginning of June. However, a World War II setting comes in contrast to the other rumor that was from December that claimed the next Battlefield would also be uh, Bad, Com- Bad Company 3 set in Vietnam. Interesting. Ooh, so which is it? Hard to say. We'll just have to wait to E3 and uh, see what's going to happen. Yeah, we're in that uh, we're in that calm the calm area or the calm media. Calm before the storm. Yeah, the calm before the storm with the media because uh, everyone's not everyone's all hush hush before E3, right? So yeah, this is where all the uh, NDAs are uh, taking effect. Anyone that speaks yeah. is uh, pretty much fired. So E3 this is, is where socks are going to get blown off, pretty <laughs> much, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, and your uh, wallets are going to about to be empty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Packs, packs tickets go on sale soon. So. Oh yeah, more money right there. <gasps> we already got our hotel booked because you don't wait for that. <laughs> no. We've been screwed over a couple, couple years in a row. So we uh, we'd had to walk like 50 minutes to go back to our uh, hotel room and drop off our stuff. So that did. wasn't even the worst part. It, it was the bed. The bed last oh, yeah, the year bed was sucked. horrible. I, I think I slept on a, a comfortable rock before. <laughs> <laughs> what about the food? Oh, the Let's food. Let's not go there. Yeah, the food oh, is... I yeah. love the food. Come on. Well, yeah, and, and the Canadian and the American health regulations are totally different, so there's lots of stuff that the states put in the food that, that are banned in Canada, so our bodies aren't used to it. So we go down there and eat convention food out of all stuff, and we just get wrecked. Just, oh yeah, it was a bad time. Bad time. We had, the only thing we didn't get sick at was sushi, because... Sushi was good. We eat sushi here all the time. Yeah. You can't screw that up. Like, what else uh, preservatives are you going to put in sushi? Actually, I don't even want to know that. Well, they got to no, they have to put like something on the, sh- the fish to make it safe to eat or whatever. I yeah. can't remember what that stuff's called because I'm not a sushi chef or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I mean, I'm, I can cook, but I, I can't make sushi. I can barely make. I can't make rice. Well, it's it's got to be it's got to be minute made rice <laughs> for what, Rodney's uh, wedding gift. I'll give him a sushi uh, sushi kit. Sushi kit. <laughs> He'll become a pro by the end of the year. Yeah, and then we can take it with us to PAX, and we won't get sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Back on topic, though. Um, what what do you want to see in the next battlefield, Rodney? Um, I kind of briefly talked about this with. I think it was with Cole. Yeah, you, you and Cole and Mark were both there. Um, but yeah, like it was a, it's a like a hundred person thing. But uh, you, so it's fifty per side. But you need to have like one defined leader, and he's giving orders to all the other troops. So he has a map in front of him, and he and he says, you know, this team go here and do this. This team go here and do this. And he's kind of like the master maker or whatever. And then there's people with boots on the ground actually achieving all these things. Um, and then there's like a fighter, like a air air unit and a sea unit or something like that. And but yeah, it's just it's just a co- way big. It's a huge coordinated thing. Like I'm trying to think of a coordinated. I, I get what you're saying. You want to have one general looking at a map with different objectives to complete an overall mission, and you have you are the location manager of it all, and you have to pretty much. Hopefully, like, the orders you tell your troops to do, they will get them done in the air. Like, oh, we need to take this refinery because we're going to get extra. And if you take something, 
you get a bonus. Your troops get a bonus. Yeah. And oh, it, it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds good. And and um, what I really want in a in a FPS game is like as you level up, you get you gain ranks. But like all the ranks, all the ranks are doing is like, oh, that guy's a general. He's played lots of this game. But why don't we make those ranks have actual meaning? So like you can't be a general and be at that map and making all the different decisions until you're actually a general, right? Like so that that'll. In, um, inspire people to yeah. play the game and then progress through the levels to get to general yeah. so that they could play on the map. The, the only thing I could think of that would hinder this game is people not wanting to make to have have that role. That was the only thing because that's probably like the main if you, if you get up there to do that and then like how many people are actually going to want to do it. I guess you could have a, an NPC doing it as well. Yeah, I suppose like there can be an AI fallback, but AI. but yeah. I I think people like I would want to do that role. That role sounds cool. But then again, you'll that get tired. Cool. You'll you'll get tired after a while, and you'll want to be boots on the ground. You know, making boots it all on happen. the ground. Just yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah. if you have a really bad um, general, like that's making all the bad decisions, or a troll general, like that'll be just awful. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would yeah. So, but like uh, this game doesn't exist. But if Battlefield uh, later this year comes out and it has this mode, if they're li- if the developers at Dice are listening, that's uh, that's what we want. And, uh, <laughs> Why doesn't this game exist? That sounds awesome. That's like a game that every time you play, there's going to be a different outcome. You could have so many different missions, different different objectives that you have to complete and yeah and, and i can see these games going for like two three hours yeah well yeah one game. game would probably be like an hour it'd be an really hour, cool yeah. yeah um and here's do you put and a the, life limit on it or do you put like or do we just leave it where you have to complete the objectives and wipe out the other team um i think wipe out like capture either the enemy general or something like that but um, I think what what you could do something similar to Battlefield One, where you have um, a total life, like so maybe you have two thousand lives, and you're sharing that between all fifty players, mm-hmm. right? And then on top of that, you're looking at your map. You know where all your troops are, but you don't know where the enemy troops are until somebody on the ground spots them, and they're like, "Hey, there's enemies here," and then then they show up on the map, and you're like, "Oh, okay, so let's do this." So then you yeah. can, and then as you see, so you can have a scout like jeep like going ahead and finding out where everybody is because then you can make an efficient plan or have somebody fly over in a helicopter and uh check it out check it all out find out where all the troops are and then you can make an official plan yeah Yeah. and then you have like different like you said different divisions you have the recon division that like explores the map for you and then you got boots on the ground and you got the general yeah but it's the only let's go yeah i know right but then we're running into problems on who's like Maybe you don't want to be recon, but there are all, there's only recon spots available. It's like, damn it. Yeah. You that's know? that's that's the only problem there. Is who wouldn't want... Like, you need all three, but some people might not never want to do recon. Yeah, it's, it's really restricting. Like, a lot of people want to just do what they want to do, and this is really restricting the gameplay for some people, right? Because they... they some people... That, yeah. yeah, some people are like, I only snipe, I only snipe. And if there's if there's no sniper spots available, then they're not going to want to play that match. They're going to want to find another one until they find a snipe spot, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, that's what I want. Will, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I agree. I think that would be really cool uh, game mode. Uh, it would take a lot of coding though, and like you said, 
um, figuring out who the general would be would be the hardest thing. Not even the general, just just all the positions, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it would definitely take a lot of planning. Like we're kind of having a table meeting about this game right now. We have no funding and no 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 developers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's okay. If any developers are listening, feel free to steal this idea. Yeah, yeah. totally. I only want you to listen to our podcast. That's I don't need any money. Hey, if they're gonna uh, steal an idea, I'm still wanting them to steal the Pokemon MMO. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay, um, moving on to our other topics here. So, um, actually, what's in the news, Will? You were ta- talking earlier about uh, some stuff. I want to uh, go over one quick thing. I think Mark will be happy. Is uh, There's actually a, a World Video Game Hall of Fame. Um, and the previous inductees uh, include Donkey Kong, Doom, Grand Theft Auto 3, Halo, uh, Legend of Zelda, The Oregon Trail, Pac-Man, Pokemon Red and Green, <laughs> Pong, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Street Fighter 2, Super Mario Bros, Tetris, and the World of Warcraft. So these these to me are like revolutionary games almost. That is wow. basically Every the requirement. Every game on that list is incredible. Like even for their time, like there was a time the Sims were dominating. Man, Pong <laughs> in the like the 70s was like the cat's ass. Yeah. That oh, was basically Pong. like the very first video game if we go back. That's what it's basically called. Um, what about Pac-Man? Yeah, Pac-Man's on there. Pac-Man's, Pac-Man's on there. Yeah, it was just there. after the Oregon Trail, which I was talking about Rodney uh, before. I was like, the only thing I remember about Oregon uh, Trail was uh, in elementary school playing that on the oh, computer. Right. <laughs> right. Do you remember the, the the 3D Pac-Man they had for Sega, where it was like it was like an actual Pac-Man world and you had missions and stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. was that the Dreamcast or? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was the Sega, I believe. No, Sega was Dreamcast. Yes, 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 but it was on the Sega Genesis. Was system. it the Genesis? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I had it and I played it, and I, just, I remember it being on the Genesis. Or yeah. the yeah, Genesis. I remember not liking that game. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, I just was like, I don't like, I don't know. I just would rather play the 2D Pac-Man than the 3D one. Oh, yeah. no, not at all. I, I, I liked it. It was cool. Well, because, like, it kind of, in a way, changed the dynamics. Like, if you look, I'm going to use Mario's example. Like, the original Mario, it's a 2D side-scroller. You're jumping around on, 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 you know. But when we switched to 3D, the premise of the game didn't really change. We're just in the third dimension. But with Pac-Man, it was, like, totally different for me. So that's kind of why I didn't like it. Yeah, I kind of understand that a little bit as they tried to change Pac-Man into more of an RPG than... Well... uh, if you're gonna, I, I okay, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But they were trying to evolve Pac-Man and make him into like a, like like Donkey Kong, like a, a platformer kind of thing. Yeah, but I think their plan there just crash and burn really hard, and that's why we don't really see Pac-Man that much anymore. That's true. I, they tried to make him a thing, didn't happen. They yeah. need to make another 2D Pac-Man, but with like 3D depth in it, and for like the 3DS yeah. <laughs> or whatever, and. Um, I guess they can't make it on Nintendo because it's for Sega. But, yeah, uh, yeah and then, uh, yeah, make it interesting. I don't know. But uh, back on the topic, uh, they announced the inductees for uh, 2018, and they include Space War, which I've never heard of. Have you guys heard Space War at all? I've never heard of Space War. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the original John Madden football. Oh, Madden's getting into the Hall of Fame. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, the original Tomb Raider. And Mark, da 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 da, Final, Final Fantasy 7. 
Oh, it's about time. <laughs> How is the GOAT not in the Hall of Fame yet? Come on. <laughs> GOAT, eh? Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Oh, such a fanboy right there. What did he say? Goat? Yeah. How is the goat not in the Hall of Fame already? Oh. Greatest of all time. Goat. Yeah, How is yeah, the yeah. greatest of all time not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <sighs> I thought you were talking about, like, the goat simulator. Like, <laughs> oh, why no. is goat simulator not in the Hall of Fame? What is this, What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would oh, be God. horrible. Awesome. I, can't, time, I can't believe that's a thing, though. Goat Simulator? Like, it's apparently really fun and really funny, but, yeah. Go on, like, have you seen some of the simulators they have? Like, I was looking at on the Xbox Game Pass, and there's Farming farming Simulator. Yeah, we talked about this last time. It's called Heyday. <laughs> but, <laughs> or Harvest Moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, one game, though, I was looking at the Game Pass, and I just want to bring up and mention a little bit, because it was a game I, I kind of grew up with, is uh, Cities. You guys remember cities? Uh, Did that become SimCity? No, it's yeah. where you develop a, a city. Like you remember you did sure the buildings. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say. That. No, uh, cities it was a. Sim yeah, it was a different type of thing. Like you don't, it, it, um, you don't interact with the the characters, I guess, but you create a whole vibrant city. Like you build buildings, power lines, um, airports. That was like, for me. That was called either SimCity, and there was SimCity 2000, SimCity 3000, and then there was one called SimTown, which mm. was really, above all, my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't know, I'd have to look that up, but I was looking and there's uh, City Skyline, and it actually looked uh, really interesting on uh, the Game Pass, which I might download, and then they have a DLC for it, which is called so Natural like Disasters. A, <laughs> it's just like, a, it's like an RTS. Yeah. Pretty much. Damn it, Mark, now I want to play SimCity. <laughs> Oh, you know what? The, and you know, that's another... They should be in the... Well, I guess they are for The Sims, but back before The Sims was around, there was, yeah, like I said, Sim City, Sim Town, Sim Roller Coaster Tycoon, and then there was Sim Doctor. Like, oh, those games were everywhere. Peanut Butter Gamer has, uh, on YouTube, has a, <laughs> a video where he has he's playing Roller Coaster to a Tycoon uh, 2, I think it was, and he's like, he just made a death park. I mean, I'm sure everybody did this. But uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was really funny. I like Queen Butter Gamer. He doesn't make too much, too many videos anymore though. Probably aged. Well, Got other things to do. Yeah, he was kind of uh, he kind of released a video and was like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. But I mean, he didn't say he didn't say those words, but that's kind of the message I got from him. Unfortunately, he still makes videos occasionally, but it's not like his full time gig now. All right, how about we get back to uh, go to our main topic? and have a little bit of fun. Games that we play when we are intoxicated. Yep. And uh, I wish Brian was here, the guy we had for a couple podcasts ago for the God of War podcast. He's a heavy drinker. Um, <laughs> he's drinking every time I play with him. Yeah, I was playing Fortnite with him last night. He was he was ham. He's, he's mean, uh, You guys he, were playing Fortnite last night? Yeah. Um, he's super vulgar when he's drunk. Like, super... like. Not even like rated R is like is like rated G for his for his humor. Hey Rodney, mention uh, what you told me because he ordered uh, beer and pizza last night. Yeah, so last night uh, I was playing with BJCMS um, and and Brian and <laughs> he's like, hey Brandon, you want to get some pizza and beer? That was actually a good Brian impression. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> um, and uh, they're like, sure. So like half an hour later, they're knocking the door. Brandon gets up, gets the pizza, and then I'm like, oh Brian, you gonna go get the beer soon? And he's like, what? I don't get the beer. It gets delivered to me. Skip the dishes, bud. And 
<laughs> yeah, he, he was, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that they delivered beer. He's like, oh, it's the best thing ever. I never have to leave my house. But yeah, so there's a couple games that I play when I'm drunk, specifically. Uh, drunk Mario Kart. Well, we've done this one a couple times at your place, Rodney, yeah. and especially with some of our uh, close co- uh, work colleagues. I, I seem to hold myself together on, on Drunk Mario Kart. Uh, Mark, were you over for this one? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so, but that's probably because you don't get that drunk. <laughs> no, oh, dude. No, no was. I was I was right. I was done. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. I was... Uh, but I hit my limit. Like, I know exactly when to stop drinking to, like, not get hungover and not get... Just... Yeah. Uh, yeah Mark. Yeah. You know, Rodney doesn't drink beer, so he likes uh, his, uh, like, Mike's Hard Root beers and stuff like that. Yeah. So we were doing it um, that we had to take, a sh- uh, like, a drink or a glass, right, while we were doing a race. Yeah. So he basically chugged a whole like can before he started the race. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the rules of uh, Drunk no, Mario. No, no, like, my friends have played several. You times gotta basically before the end of the at, before the end of the race, you gotta finish your drink. Finish your drink. Yeah, yeah but so you cannot drink and drive. People, but you can't drink and drive. Yeah, so you either have to pull over. Yeah. While you're racing, but who wants to do that? So you, the, that's bravo. He found the strategy to winning. This but yeah. but let me finish. Right, everyone else. Well, I was doing the same thing as him, which kind of got me a little more over than I wanted to be, because um, I did. Uh, lemonade i think i can't remember but uh everyone else put their beer or their drink in like a glass so they were only filling like the glass half full rodney and i didn't really think about that so we were chugging full cans (laughs) before every race (laughs) yeah so like they put their cans of beer or whatever into a into a cup which was a lot smarter because i could drink a cup of beer yeah i i if i mean i i basically shotgunned that that can, but I didn't. I like, I didn't have time to do all the work to shotgun a can. But, no, uh, no. But you pretty, pretty much pretty did. well it did. Like yeah. Harder because like less air is getting out of the can. It's, dude, it's root beer. Like I chugged a whole can of freaking root beer, basically. Oh <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh man, the burn. <laughs> the burn was brutal. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's the best strategy is to just chug it all right at the beginning because then you're in last place and then you get all the good weapons and then. Because um, if you're in first, if you what I used to do is do the whole race in first, stop at the finish line, chug my drink, and then do the finish. But what always happens was I got blue shelled and I got screwed. <laughs> so I just stopped doing that strategy really real quick. Yeah, at least if you're in the last place, you can uh, maybe get a rocket. Yeah, the bullet bill, the bullet bill really helps. Yeah. Um, what about Mark? What's your favorite uh, game to play when you're when you're a little not sober? <laughs> uh, me and my friends always liked uh, playing um, NHL or NBA or Madden. NHL was always fun to play. <laughs> I always have like I usually have a couple friends over, and when we're drinking beers, and then we either do like the three on three, or just play full games, and we'll kind of get like a tournament going. So loser passes, or I'll play, or we'll do like yeah, just like a little tournament. That's always that's always fun. Sounds fun. Is there any drinking games associated with that or no? Um, if you get scored on, you chug a beer. If you like dangle the guy, the guy you the guy that got like burned has to chug a beer. Just like little things like that. If you uh yeah, just like things like that. That seems pretty tame compared to the other. Like Smash Bros I mean, is another one that you play when you're when you're drinking. How do you how do you do Smash Bros drinking? Oh buddy. So many different ones you can do, but uh, let's uh, let Rod- uh, Rodney read some rules. So the general, yeah, there's so many rules. I'll just, I'm not going to read them all, but uh, I'll. Re- 
So the general rules is drink when you get KO'd, and if you're playing a stock match, you wait. If you wait until the revival platform disappears automatically, then you got to drink again. Cool. Um, if you get a legendary in a Pokeball, you take a drink, and if you get a Goldeen in a Pokeball, everyone else takes a drink. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and if a gold, if a, if a Goldeen came from a Master Ball, everyone takes two drinks. Um, if the crowd chants your name, everybody else drinks because you're awesome. And if you're playing as Dark Pit, take a sympathetic drink for his sake while the others take theirs. <laughs> um, if you have a Smash, if you use a Smash Ball, drink. If you fail to KO anyone with your Smash Ball, drink again. Um, if you somehow manage to um, suicide while after, well or after using your final Smash, drink again. Um, yeah, it just goes on and on and on and on. Basically, I, like one I, match I, in your I tank. I see like a lot of pausing in this game, so like you need to be drinking. Yeah, exactly. I would be right racked. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sanic. There's lots of there's lots of little jokes with characters in here. Take a drink for any Sanic joke you see. <laughs> Take an extra drink if Sonic is not even fighting and you see one. Oh yeah. There's yeah. This this could go on and on and on for sure. But uh, yeah. Um, and and I mean, you get really vulgar when you're drunk, obviously. So Smash Bros is like even more competitive. Like you can't lose. Another uh, another uh, one that you play when you're drunk is uh, Mario Party, because now that all your friends are over, it's time to lose them. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Mario Party's good, but uh, uh, you got a story about Mario Party or no? Uh, I don't really have a big story on Mario Party, but I am going to mention like one thing. I, you can get like totally tanked on that just from a first couple of uh, games, because the way I used to play it with my friends is. Um, the only person that didn't have to drink a drink was the person that uh, finished first. So the other three guys would basically be drinking constantly. And uh, it's a it's one of those things where you can wake up the next day, not remember what happened, but you can't feel your fingers. Like you've just there's no skin left. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just all raw hand <laughs> from that uh, from that uh, tug of war mini game. <laughs> Um, but you don't even remember it. Man, the one thing that makes me so furious about Mario Party is when you're playing... There's the one minigame... I think there's a couple different versions of it, but... There's basically a big flower, um, and you have to stand on... Like, there's lava or water or something beneath it, and you have to stand on the one pedal that isn't going down into the lava. And you're always playing against Wario or DK, the two fattest characters there, and you can't fit on the freaking flower pedal because there's no room left. <laughs> So yeah, I totally remember that one. Yeah, that, that's just infuriating to me. Oh yeah, Wii Sports. Ooh, uh, drunk Wii Sports. Drunk Wii Sports. It's always it's always bowling. It's never anything else. I don't know. I uh, I did do tennis uh, once with my one of my, one of my exes. Uh, drunk tennis. That was an interesting one. But the one thing I always associate with uh, Wii Sports is injury. <laughs> Wii elbow. <laughs> yeah, Wii elbow. <laughs> I remember playing like uh, baseball, and I'd get so into it that like I'd pull like my shoulder joint out of like whack, and <laughs> couldn't move my arm the next day. So that was a game that uh, could end very good or very bad. It's all in the wrist, man. The, the tennis. It's like you know, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't like full on swinging the tennis racket because you. I do the full on swing, and he'd swing twice. So I'd be like, it's not worth, yeah, it's not worth it. So I just do the use the wrist. I was really good at tennis actually. So if I'm drunk, if I was drunk playing tennis, I'd probably do about the same. I'd probably do about the average actually. Speaking of uh, that one, I, I guess I also played um, Mario uh, Tennis a couple times drunk and Strikers. 
Man, Mario Strikers oh, Drunk. Mario Strikers oh. is good. It was so good. They need to make another one, and they need to have more yeah. content than, than the last one. The last one kind of didn't really have much. Well, they're bringing back uh, Mario Tennis. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see um, Mario Strikers make a return. We can only hope. Yeah, as long as they don't do like another Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, they need to stop making those. No one actually plays those. <laughs> I only bought Mario and Sonic at the Rio games for 2012 because they didn't have any other games for the 3DS and I just bought it, so I wanted to play something else. What about you, Mark? Do you have any stories with uh, drunk uh, Wii Sports or uh, Strikers or no, Tennis? No, I didn't, I didn't really care for Wii Sports. Drunk drunk Mario Strikers, but we don't really play drinking games when we play it. It's just a game you can really play while you're drinking and not really, you know, just socialize, have some fun, have knock back a few. I never really realized, like, I played a lot of Strikers. I was really good at Strikers. I was playing on the hardest difficulty, which is freaking hard, by the way. Holy, like, especially when you're playing against, like, someone cheap, like Pina, Pina Palata, whatever the plant is. I really liked Strikers. It was a lot of fun. I really liked Strikers. It was a lot of fun. And I just liked how you could hit somebody, like, full on with your shoulder and no one complained about a broken leg or something. Yeah. Um, let's get back on to topic though, because uh, I know uh, Mark has a, an appointment uh, coming up in a little bit, so we want to finish this off. Another game uh, I've played quite a bit drunk would be Halo. Da, 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 da. Da. I am a drunk. The grunts are good <laughs> with the pistol. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So I got a story <laughs> here. With Halo, is I was always so good at it for the first, say, three or four beers, and after that. <laughs> It started going downhill. <laughs> so it, one one way to get alcohol poisoning is you take a shot every time you get jackal sniped. Ooh, yeah, we're we're gonna try this one. I think uh, on a live no, stream. No, no, we are not. <laughs> no, no, we, we are, are not. We're gonna die. No, and it's not gonna be like Mike's hard root beer, man. I'm gonna get you like a you guys, you vodka. Guys are gonna do this, and you guys are gonna stream. You guys trying to beat the level really fast, and if you guys do anything wrong, you yeah. guys have to take a shot. Oh no, we're gonna do it every time we get Jackal no scope. <sighs> Man, what level is that? Um, okay, well it's not two. Truth, truth and reconciliation. Oh, truth, yeah, truth. That's not bad. That's not bad. If we were playing two, we would die. That, we, that, oh, actually, yeah. Regret, regret. Yeah, regret, regret. We would really regret that decision really hard because <laughs> we'd die. Because we would jump out and there's five of them and they'd all snipe us at once and that's like a whole bottle of tequila right there. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta attempt this. Look forward to that. We're gonna do a live stream. Halo yeah. 2 uh, speed run. Jackal, uh, Jackal scope. Uh, yeah, no maybe, scope, maybe uh, in drinking. a year. We'll do one. We'll do one for sure because we're because one's actually fun to speed run. Two's BS. <laughs> All right, um, another game. Let's do. Uh, I only did this a couple times because I don't have very good uh, coordination once I'm drunk. But uh, drunk dance dance revolution. Dance. Uh, I can't do that when I'm drunk. It's impossible. I can barely do it while I'm sober. I always have to do like the easy setting. So I <laughs> just picture myself like falling flat on my face. Uh, once it's like, oh, left, left, right, left, right. Okay. <laughs> Backwards coordination. Face first. Yeah, I, I'm not at all good at DDR, so not me. I don't uh, even know why you keep bringing DDR up when, no, when none of us are good at it. <laughs> no, but it is a game people play when they're drinking. Cool. Especially like Ubisoft's new ones uh, for like the Wii or Wii U and all that. Um, Dance Party, I think it is. Or Just okay. Dance. I can't remember. One of them. When are they going to release like a rock band DDR karaoke combo? Where 
You gotta have like people dancing to the beat and people playing the music. That'd be that'd be some massive multiplayer stuff going on. Right You'd there. need a massive room, like <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. But no, you don't. You just need to, whatever instrument you're playing, you get it out, and then you're online. Yeah, but if you have the dancer in front of you, I just picture like like you're on the guitar, and then you're not paying attention. All of a sudden, you see like an elbow coming at you, slow motion. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we got to do is, um, Mark, you got to come back and fly my uh, on my flight simulator, and uh, I have a whole, for those listening, I have a whole setup, like a uh, throttle and yoke and... Rudder, rudders and autopilot and little things that tell me my altitude stuff. Yeah. I have the whole doodads. Let's so yeah, do that one drunk. Yeah, Mark, you got I mean, you did really, really bad <laughs> sober. <laughs> so, yeah. It was too much, dude. That's just too much. I'm not a pilot, nor do I know anything about flying a plane. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, hey, hop on this high-tech stimulator and try and fly a plane. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, I, I, yeah. Mind you, I have 75 hours of actual flight time, and you have zero. Yeah, but you also have classes and yeah, yeah. courses and stuff like that. Um, but I think you did better, it's considerably better than Alex. Mm-hmm. Alex, like, like did an invert, like, she just went inverted and just did freaking rolls. <laughs> and yeah, I was surprised, because, you know, I, as bad as I did trying to take off, and fly the plane. I almost landed it. Yeah, you did. You were just a little bit too nose down when you landed, and Alex just yeah. like spiraled out of control, and just, she she would for sure would have been dead. And, you would have lived. But getting back on the track, uh, drunk karaoke. Drunk karaoke. <laughs> well, I guess that would also Walmart. be like like rock band as well. But uh, you guys have any had uh, stories? I remember playing uh, drunk rock band. Well, that's why you go to the bars, dudes, because they got karaoke, and then you sing, and then all the all the girls are like, "Oh, you can sing." No, I, I've ever. got bad stories there too, because I remember my buddy took me out for my birthday two years ago, and the restaurant he chose, he didn't realize it was karaoke night, and there's like just a whole bunch of like, it, it was like kind of like a biker bar, I guess you could say, because we. Back then, I stole my Harley, and we'd be riding. So we went there. I just picture a whole bunch of burly bikers singing. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. It's too hard. I remember this one guy was doing um, Celine Dion song with the really uh, high. The Titanic one. Yeah, that uh, was. It was uh, horrifying. Uh, my I heart will go on. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. even concentrate on my meal. And a biker was singing that. Yeah. A dude. Yeah. What? His high notes needed a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably super baritone. <laughs> oh, he was super drunk too. Yeah. There was some slurring. Oh man! <laughs> All right, well, we'll wrap it up then, cause it's not a drunk party without Mark. Yeah. So yeah, guys, thanks a lot. Let us know your stories, your drunk stories, and which games you play drunk, and we will uh, maybe stream it because that sounds like a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, any of those, and uh, we'll probably release top ten here in the next couple of days. Top ten games to play when you're drunk. It's gonna be sweet. All right, guys, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you all on the next one. Bye bye. Later, guys. Check out our guys. shop. Oh yeah, we have a new shirt. We have a new shirt. Check out our shop. It's cute. It's called Spirit of a Gamer. And uh, yeah, okay, goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.